Welcome to Disrupt or Be Disrupted, a podcast from WP Brand Studio and Samsung, all about the business challenges and opportunities in the next mobile economy. I'm your host, John Henry, an entrepreneur and partner at Harlem Capital, an early stage venture firm. And in this series, we're hearing stories from top business leaders at the front lines of innovation. So what do we mean by the next mobile economy? Whether it's new mobile devices, massive processing power, electronic sensors, voice-driven interfaces, or even higher bandwidth, a perfect storm of advanced technologies are transforming how businesses operate. Every company in every industry has to react and implement game-changing solutions or risk being left behind. Throughout this series, we'll lay out what's at stake in the next mobile economy by connecting with folks who are leading the charge. They're staying ahead of the curve through collaboration, customization, workforce enablement, and strong data security. For these leaders, the mission is quite simple. Be the disruptor, not the disrupted. Now, Osceola, Arkansas, population 7,000, give or take, is probably not the first place you think of as a hub for tech innovation. Heck, it may not even be the hundredth. Located along the Mississippi River, the city has a look and feel that can best be described as any town USA. But this otherwise ordinary small town is home to a company that's disrupting the steel industry. That company, Big River Steel, employs a unique data-driven approach that is redefining its industry and helping it thrive in the next mobile economy. And in the process, playing a role in the revitalization of Osceola itself. At the helm of Big River Steel is CEO Dave Stickler. Dave Stickler, Chief Executive Officer, Big River Steel. And contrary to what our preconceptions might be about disruptive executives, Dave's not some Silicon Valley upstart. Born in the 60s in a suburb outside of Cleveland, he's been a leader and innovator in the industry for over two decades. His ethos and the philosophy that guides Big River Steel is simple. Big River Steel is a technology company that just happens to make steel. And that's not just the tagline. As we learned when we caught up with Dave in his new office in the headquarters of Big River Steel, their success is predicated on constantly monitoring and adapting their operations to optimize the steel they produce. But first, it's important to understand the difference between a mill like Big River Steel and its more traditional competitors. So I asked Dave to break it down. There's two ways of making steel in the world. One is the integrated type of steel making where you'll see the large smokestacks, iron ore piles, coal piles, and coking coal. Those integrated steel mills tend to be environmentally challenged, tend to be higher cost, less efficient operations than the much newer, more modern, more efficient, more environmentally friendly mini mills. Mini mills, rather than using iron ore and coal and coking, they use scrap metal. So they're really recyclers. An integrated mill starts with a slab eight to 12 inches thick, and then they try and roll that slab down to the thinness of a side of a refrigerator or the hood of a car where a mini mill starts two to three inches thick 
and there's a lot less equipment needed, a lot less energy needed, a lot less waste. And what's interesting is in 1989, 100% of the flat rolled steel in the world was produced by integrated steel mills, such as Bethlehem. Today in North America, less than 45% of the flat rolled steel is produced by integrateds. Huge shift. The integrated mills just cannot compete. So can you describe what a mini mill looks like? If you drove by Big River Steel, you might think you were driving by a Walmart distribution center. We don't have the large smokestacks. We don't have the large coke batteries. We don't have the piles of iron ore and coal. And we don't have all the environmental challenges that are associated with those items. It truly is a recycling operation that is extremely energy efficient and environmentally friendly. At Big River, we are the world's first and only steel producer that is LEED certified. LEED certified is leadership in environmental and energy design. So how does that impact your business? I think you have to look at the macro perspective of the North American steel industry. Steel consumption in North America is not growing. As cars are lighter, you need less steel. As other materials are used in manufacturing processes, you need less steel. So people always ask, they say, Dave, you've been involved in building a series of new steel mills and then expanding those steel mills after you first built them How can you do that in a market that's not growing? There's only one way to do it, which is embracing the best available technology to reduce your production costs, to increase your operating efficiency, and produce ever higher quality products. We've been extremely successful in putting new capacity into a declining demand market situation. And they're relying on the tools and methodologies of the next mobile economy to do so. We set this mill up to be the world's first learning mill. The more this mill operates, the more it learns. It's just like autonomous cars. The more they drive, the more they learn. We have thousands of sensors that we put in here at Big River Steel. We've been operating for 18 months now. We've analyzed 1.5 billion data points. And quite frankly, you know, we don't use this, this statement lightly. We are a technology company that just happens to make steel. And that culture is what we work every day to push throughout the organization. Big River Steel is built on a foundation of machine learning and artificial intelligence. And that data-first approach enables them to empower their employees to make smarter decisions and for the mill to operate more safely and efficiently. Getting to this point has necessitated a drastic new approach. I think that it really starts with a very, very simple concept. When I ask someone why we're doing something and they answer, well, that's the way we've always done it, that's the incorrect answer. Now, we may ultimately continue to do it the same way, but ingrained at Big River Steel is the challenge mentality to always be challenging the way we do things and the decision-making process. We have a very, very lean organization. 
We push decision-making down to the shop floor. The best vision is you come and you see the operators working on the, in the pulpits on the computer screens. You see the operators walking through the plant floor with tablets that are constantly feeding them information on the operational conditions on their tablets that they're walking through. We have automated cranes where the cranes themselves have been programmed to move steel certain locations very safely, very efficiently. The other thing that the artificial intelligence machine learning does is it gives us an opportunity to minimize the amount of energy that we use. So again, there's patterns that we've already found that allows us in our manufacturing process to reduce the energy that we use vis-a-vis -vis our competitors to produce the same grade of steel. So it's very, very efficient. Like any innovator, Dave is not willing to rest on the company's laurels. Ultimately, and we're not there yet, these tools will allow us to do everything from ordering our raw materials on a just-in-time basis to scheduling the mill such that we really are able to maximize the profitability per time on the mill. A lot of our competitors talk about how many tons they produce. I don't care how many tons we produce. All I care about is profitability per time on the mill. And artificial intelligence will look at and say, okay, here are the products that you have available for order. Here's the sequence in which they should be produced. And by the way, make sure you charge slightly more for that particular product because the chance of a deficiency in quality is higher. The chance for a unplanned equipment failure is higher with those particular grades. And we can then line up and run our business with full visibility on what is the most profitable product across the board and forget about tons. I care about profitability per time on the mill. Tell us how you handle all this data processing. We operate in the cloud. Operating in the cloud has saved us tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. Operating in the cloud, anyone who doesn't at least consider doing that, I think is wasting money and operating suboptimally. We have to fight, fight, fight every day to drive costs out of our business, to improve our operating efficiency. And what I've found and what we've found at Big River Steel, an excellent way to do that is data-driven analytics. Another thing I found interesting was how you guys are using tablets across the organization. Can you talk a little bit about how you customize them? Yeah, the first thing we do is we say to our operators, okay, on page one, when you open up your tablet or put on your screen, what information do you need? They tell us, and not every operator appreciates the same information. They all have their specialized uh, data points that they look at. So we personalize the screens and the tablets for the individual operators. My view in the management team's view is the world is becoming more and more data-driven. And you can either be a leader or a follower, or even worse, a laggard that ultimately goes out of business. The tricky thing about being a disruptor is that you don't 
have many examples before you, and sometimes you have no examples before you that have paved the way, that have set the precedent. Um, so, how do you know if you're right, and how do you know what to do? What I would tell you is that any time you take a 1,300-acre farm field and make a decision to put 1.3 billion dollars of capital in the ground, there is a tremendous sense of risk appreciation. First of all, if you give your employees the proper tools, the proper training, and the proper motivation in terms of incentive compensation, they, believe me, I've seen it for 20 years now, will find a way to outperform their competitors. The next thing that gives me comfort is the quality of employees that we're able to attract. On each of these projects, we've been able to attract from among the best in the world's manufacturing industry. People that are leaving good, high-paying, solid jobs to come and join a company like Big River Steel that is trying to advance to the next level, trying to break through barriers that many have previously thought couldn't be broken through. So the quality of the people. And then, obviously, the demand from the ultimate consumer, where the consumers will say, if you do what you say you're going to do, we will contractually agree to buy X percent of your steel year in and year out for multiple contract years. And when we have some of the world's leading, most quality-focused customers working with us as we design these mills in trying to find what type of steels will best serve their needs, not just tomorrow, not just next week, but for the next five to 10 years, that gives me comfort that we have that collaborative effort. So what does that mean for your employees? Our workers in the Mississippi Delta in Northeast Arkansas here in one of the poorest counties in the United States, last year made $98,500 on average plus benefits. This year, I think they're gonna average over $100,000. Artificial intelligence and machine learning enhances Big River Steel's ability to be successful. And by being successful, we can highly compensate our employees. Since Big River Steel is adopting new technology all the time, I'm guessing the mid-level managers are the ones who are exposed to a lot of the day-to-day -day operations. So when they have a new technology that they want to bring into the company, do you have a process in place for integrating that new tech? What I found is you need early successes, identify change agents within the company. What I like to do is maybe find individuals that just given their background and previously experiences, maybe would not be the first person you would think of that would be embracing new technology or new analytical driven decision making. And if I can get them to see the results and embrace it, it's like wildfire where the employees say, well, if so-and-so who I never thought would embrace something like new technology, analytical driven, 
if they're benefiting from it, I want to pay attention and try to embrace it as well. So change agents are, are, are number one. When people come with ideas about a new piece of equipment or new technology that's required, it's very simple at Big River Steel. We do a cost-benefit analysis. If we spend that money, are we going to get the return on the money spent? You're never 100% certain that your calculation is right, but it's a fairly simple, straightforward process. We're a lean, flat organization. There's not a lot of bureaucracy. My door's always open. I can have anyone from the guard at the front gate to the most advanced research director stop in my office at, at, at any point in time. Dave, what has been the most unexpected thing that has come from all this, this whole journey? Yeah, what I would say most recently is how much the automotive community has really embraced Big River Steel. We have had the world's leading automakers all travel to Osceola, Arkansas, a town of 5,000 people, talking about the steels that they want to buy from us. We've actually had automakers come and make presentations to Big River. Here's the steels we want to buy from you. Not us going to them. Here's the steels we'd like to sell to you. And they recognize that this mill, given the tight, tight tolerances that we're able to produce off of this mill, will allow them to further lightweight their vehicles and further increase the safety parameters of their vehicles. So that's been the one of the things that I've been most pleased with. The other is the LEED certification and how that's resonated in the steel buying community. Many people who buy steel, including the world's automakers, are looking to source steel from sustainable suppliers. Now, people won't pay more for our steel just because we're LEED certified, but if our steel is LEED certified and another steel producer's steel is not LEED certified, everything else being equal, price, delivery, service, we're going to get the order. LEED certification is our tiebreaker. As you look back at your career so far, what do you think have been the key takeaways that have made you a disruptor? Ignore the naysayers that say you can't do it. I never would have been involved in building one steel mill if I would have listened to all the so-called experts that said there's too much capacity, you can't do this, you can't do that. Just ignore it. We have to work at it every day. If we don't do it, one of our competitors will and will fall behind. We have to continue to strive to look at the data that is available, continue to collect that data, but more importantly, analyze it, analyze it, analyze it, look for patterns, truly embrace the concept of the more we operate, the more we learn. That is our goal. And we've taken in a town of this size and dropped in $1.3 billion. Now you see new schools being built, new homes being built, new businesses being open. I don't pretend that Big River Steel alone can get the town of Osceola back the way it was 40 years ago, but we're certainly helping in a meaningful way turn this town in the right direction. Although he plays it down, Dave and Big River Steel have already done a lot for Osceola. In an industry that's hard to break into and dominated by incumbents, 
Big River Steel has done something different. By leveraging AI, using machine learning, and empowering their staff with technologies like customized tablets, they've broken in, creating growth in an otherwise flat industry. They no longer just pound pavement to find new business. Now, their customers come to them. Thanks for listening to Disrupt or Be Disrupted, a podcast from WP Brand Studio and Samsung. On our next episode, we'll be departing Osceola for sunnier climbs, San Diego, California, where we'll take an in-depth look at a company deploying tools and strategies of the next mobile economy to disrupt blindness. It's a cool story, so be sure to check it out. If you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Tune in for more stories from top business leaders at the front lines of innovation in the next mobile economy. Until next time, I'm your host, John Henry, signing off.